don't want to wait. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. We watched <laughs> Smallville season, huh? We lied. What? Well, we oh, said we were going to watch yeah, six we, episodes. But six episodes is a lot of episodes. It's not a lot when we don't have much going on. <laughs> we but do you have had a lot going day, on. Yeah. And I went out of town mm-hmm. and. I know. I signed up for this TCM musicals uh, online class. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't have time for that. That's what I. That's what I was saying. I was going to ask you uh, how that was going. <laughs> so apparently, you haven't been able to get to it, huh? Oh. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> uh, so well, shut up. Um, so the new co-host is not working out well. Sadie's not learning how to speak English. Uh, so we're not going to have her ready. So I guess I'll have to stick around for season five of I Zombie. Uh, that cliffhanger from another podcast answered. <laughs> All right. So the episodes that we did watch mm. were Checkmate, mm-hmm. Upgrade. Wait a minute, I'm missing uh, something. Upgrade, Charade, and Sacrifice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some good stuff. Um, a lot ooh, of stuff. A lot of stuff. I there is one one news item that happened around this time, and uh, Alan Miles actually uh, sued. Uh, let me see. What was it? Um, well, how about that? It just. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, Alan Miles and uh, Tolan Robbins Productions uh, filed a lawsuit against Warner Brothers and the CW, charging that Hollywood's vertical integration cost uh, Alan Miles uh, millions of dollars. The suit claimed that Warner Brothers failed to maximize profits in marketing Smallville, misrepresented production costs, and sold the show to foreign markets at well below the value of the series, not specifying the amount of compensation uh, sought by the plaintiffs. So... I couldn't find out anything about how this was resolved. I'm assuming it didn't get reported on or it was behind closed doors. But yeah, and a lot of that stuff was happening around that time. I remember David Duchovny suing uh, because like the Fox was like marketing the X-Files and selling all these uh, all this merchandise and not giving them any money and that kind of stuff. Hmm. And, of course, and of course, you know, the uh, integration of the Internet, selling things online. You know, so they 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 wanted to get their money. Wasn't that that was the the problem? That was the the deal with the writer strike. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what the writer strike was about. The the um, online stuff. That's right. But this was like I don't know. They they apparently had sold the show for less value than it was. Uh, than it cost. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had more more information. But that 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 whole lawsuit was going around this time. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, whatever. Interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, so our first episode is Checkmate. It's written by John Chisholm and uh, directed by Tim Scanlon. Who uh, Tim is a longtime producer on the show since uh, season one. Um, mm-hmm. This is his first time directing. Uh, he actually directed one more in season 10. Uh, honestly, before we get into it, I just want to say this guy should have directed more <laughs> <laughs> because this episode looks awesome. <laughs> There's so many awesome little uh, uh, shots that you just it, – it's completely original to Smallville um, at, that um, show up here, especially the 
the last fight in in the checkmate castle um, when Clark was getting Chloe. So awesome. yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about that later because I got questions. Okay, uh, this episode. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> this episode premiered the night of Tim Scanlon's birthday. <laughs> so it was like a little birthday gift for him. And uh, oh, this guy. Oh, this is hard. Yeah. yeah uh, and he went on to produce uh, The 100, where he directed uh, like three episodes of that show. So, yeah, I've been mm. thinking about um, getting back into that show again. So I might look for his name. I didn't realize. But yeah, this is the one where Clark, Ollie, Chloe, and the Martian Manhunter play a little chess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This chess. is a one. This one is very heightened. It's mm-hmm. like action, action, action. It's like the tone. It's it's like like a train mm-hmm. rolling. Because oh, uh, didn't this is where Tess is in the beginning? Tess like escapes and <laughs> do you like her secret hatch? <laughs> where, where, wait a minute. Where was she? Where did she start out? That was in the Daily Planet. So the editor-in-chief's office has a secret hatch to <laughs> shoot you down into the streets. <laughs> but then, that makes me wonder later on, like in Sacrifice, mm. Charade, Sacrifice. In Sacrifice, she's got the bug. Did she not have it then in Checkmate? Um, I don't know. But I guess she didn't know she had it until yeah. Chloe told her. All so, right, so, so anyway. First note I have in this uh, episode, you know, we're at Amanda Waller's office, and I just wanted to say the the commitment to aesthetic that they're like chess is our thing, right? So we're going to make sure that all the floors are checkered and the walls are checkered, and it's in like this big castle. <laughs> it's such a comic book thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm on board with all of it until Amanda they call Amanda Waller the Wall. And then she goes. The wall. And then she goes. Wall her out. <laughs> um, but Tess is a butcher, a baker, and a candlestick maker. How so? Just it's just this the big reveal that she's a checkmate agent. Right. I'm just like really. Yeah. Two also on top of everything else you've done in your life in your short. 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love how this whole, this whole thing is like, you know, it's, it's this whole frenetic action, like Tess trying to get away from this whole thing. And they turn like, and then we see like the beginnings of the, uh, you know, he's uh, Tim Scanlon is very much like uh, Zack Snydering it up. You know, we've got a lot of slow down and then speed up. Um, like like when this guy this guy gets his freaking face pounded by Tess and his chowls just go flopping around. And Ollie gets a uh, a slow jump across the skyline in the background, which actually was taken from uh, Absolute Justice, but it fits. <laughs> it's very ah. comic booky. Yeah, they took some of Ollie's like action shots in this first scene from Absolute Justice and Arrow. Uh the episode Arrow. <laughs> and um and then it turns out that they were all just after Green Arrow all along. And I had to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, Tess doesn't know that Ollie's Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really cute about how, uh, well, uh, first Oliver says, you know, they're not tights. Because <laughs> Chloe's like, <laughs> you know, get your tights on or leave your tights yeah. at home. Oh, they're not tights. And then later on he has to say it again. To and, Tess, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, how she f- figures it out because he tells there's this whole interaction with them and whoever that guy is at the beginning black oh black it's hard to pull off not if you know how and he says it to her later on at the party and she was like <gasps> you're a green arrow yes wasn't that scene awesome that's yeah. uh that's that's batman batman returns right there do you do you remember that they actually uh duplicated it uh in um the dark knight rises as well between Batman and Catwoman when they both realize that they're Batman and Catwoman and they're civilian disguises or whatever. Uh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But, yeah, but well, you know, I went to Desiree's mm-hmm. Monday and talked to West and he was saying that Oliver, this Oliver Queen was supposed to be Batman. But I get more of the uh, that Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen was supposed to be Batman. <laughs> I'm sure either way, they, the Warner Brothers uh, the TV division of Warner Brothers would probably would rather have a Batman show. Unfortunately, the movies have a strong tight hold, tight hold on uh, Batman. Yeah, so. I guess they're both Batman in their own ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have their own caves. <laughs> they have, they're rich. They're, you know, they don't have powers. So... They're uh, in charge of a huge uh, corporation. They like to sleep with the ladies. Their parents got killed. (laughs) Stephen Amell, not so much, but this one. But anyway, Um, uh, I like that Oliver and Chloe are concerned about each other. Mm. You know, uh, Oliver comes in because they're worried about Oliver because he disappeared and he comes in and Chloe runs to him and like embraces him and, and Clark is like, Oh, well I'm the fifth wheel here. Uh, <laughs> this is awkward. I'm uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> you can't podcast with us. I'm sorry. Hold on. We are, there's the cutting of the grass going on. Oh boy. There's the engine. Okay. Okay. Where are we uh, at? <laughs> I don't know. You're all over the place. <laughs> I've just been scrolling my notes back up and down, <laughs> trying uh, to find out where we are and what I had to say about it. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of of Clark being in shadows hmm. in this season. Yeah, they want to have Clark interact with people like Lois and uh, Amanda Waller, but not give away their ident- his identity. Now, Tess knows Clark's identity, right? But at some point in these episodes, he kind of acts like she doesn't. I don't remember this. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, okay, so the the next thing I have in my notes, I like that the whole uh, Chloe and um, Clark looking through the Watchtower cameras at where Ollie was taken, and then they see John Jones looking around, and then Chloe just is continuing watching the camera, and Clark shows up in the. In the oh, in the that frame. was great! Yeah. Yes, he. He speeds, super speeds out, and then super speeds into the to, into the uh, camera. Yeah, where John Jones is. That was great. And he's acting all sorts of shifty about the whole thing. Um, but it's because he doesn't want Clark involved. Yeah, he does. He's. It's like he's spying on Clark, but he doesn't want to, and he doesn't want to tell him anything. And mm-hmm. there's more players, mm-hmm. so. There's hints that there's more than the... Okay, Amanda Waller is the White Queen. Yes. And then that later on, there's the Black King. Yep. 
and then spoiler alert at the end we find out about a red queen the red queen yeah yeah okay uh what else um i like when ollie gets taken and he says you didn't sh- sign up for, ch- for chess club <laughs> and that great that great action scene where he busts out of his cuffs and uh explodes Escapes the door on out the door and freaking surfs down down the street on the door that so cool great. um so uh oh we got john reading minds which is cool uh, i like that they the martian manhunter is using his powers more often you know now that he's got him back he can face yeah. through things he can fly he can read minds yeah he's more like the Martian Manhunter and less like John Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Waller's super pissed that Tess let Green Arrow escape, and she swears that she's committed. And there's only one way out: there's death. Um, but I just wanted to note that in this this episode is uh, the only episode of the series where Tess actually has the most screen time out of any of the characters. Hmm. We we do we have a lot of Tess time in this episode. Um, bah, 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 bah. You already talked about hang up tight. You talked about the Batman Returns scene. Oh, I love how like like Ollie gets kidnapped after Tess leaves her office like late at night, and then they go through that whole kidnapping escapade. And then um, Chloe's like, "Hang up your tights," and he's like, "Well, I guess I got to go attend this party." And so there's this party he goes to after all of this. <laughs> he suits up. I'm like, how late was this party going? You know. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. So much goes on in the so much plot. <laughs> yeah, in these episodes, it's just it's just beat you over the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, Clark discovers the chess piece in Tess's office and sees the the wall. The office walls are stockpiled with weapons, and um, so John finds uh, Clark's blood, and that's what. Um, He's trying to keep Clark out of it because he wants to go destroy this blood. But uh, Waller, for some reason, knows the Martian Manhunter is afraid of fire, so she catches him in a fire trap. Yes, and then later on, he pretends to be Amanda Waller. Yeah. And he's a guard. That was great. <laughs> yeah, again, another one of Martian Manhunter's abilities to shapeshift. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's... A, Tess and Ollie get into a little scrap in, in uh, Tess's bedroom, and she throws a freaking knife at his head, and he's like, oh. this is not a cartoon. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, okay, that was weird. Like, when she finds out he's the uh, Green Arrow, she is pissed at him. Mm-hmm. She goes nuts, and then Clark has to come in and get between them. Oh, gosh. D- Clark does another one of uh, his, like, you know, questionable uh Clark's darkest hour moves, which is bring Tess all the way to the top of this building and pretty much like hang her off of it. <laughs> and it just sucks that, you know, it's like, it makes that part of me like, a, but, but girl, you know, <laughs> like, like I'd probably be okay with it if this, this was like some, some uh, gangster or something, but Tess sometimes being like the evil behind different things or suspected of being evil. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it gets to be the one hung off of buildings or lifted up by her neck. Um, it's just so, uh, so weird seeing Superman do something like that, you know? Yeah, but, that was a little extreme. Yeah. And she says the target was something called Watchtower. So, um, and then later on we find out that when she tells Oliver that Watchtower is the target, that she sees that he's concerned. Mm-hmm. And that's how she figures out that Chloe is Watchtower. Because she doesn't know that Amanda Waller has Chloe there in the castle. 
And right. so, Clark, so Clark goes over to the castle to rescue Chloe, and she and he's in the shadow. And Amanda Waller gets him to step out of the shadow, and she says, "Ooh, you sure are nice to look at." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, she wants his loyalty and wants Watchtower Central Data. But she wants like all the information on all the supers that are, you know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she wants to build an army to fight because she knows about the Kardashians. The Kardashians? <laughs> the Kandorians. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Keeping up with the Kandorians <laughs> tonight on Bravo. <laughs> Or E, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she threatens to have um, um, Chloe shot, and luckily, like, Oliver takes the power out to the building right at that moment, and we just get this amazing strobe light effect as Clark tracks Chloe down by the sound of the guard that she was talking to, and then just this slow, like, Every time the light comes on, there's a there's an action or or just like it's actually not even that. It's, it's almost like, a like frozen bullet, moment. Yeah, it's like bullet time, sort of, but not. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah, it's not like and it's like a picture. It's like yeah, a like, exactly to me. It like looked a like photo. Comic, it looked like comic book panels. Like that's an action scene to a comic book. Like you go to one panel and then you go to the next panel and then you go to the next panel. Hmm. And, and see, I was wondering, was it was it cheap? To do it that way, or was it? Know. It was a choice to do it that way. It was a. It was a something new to do. Yeah, I think. I think when you factor in the action scene at the beginning, I think this is something that Tim Scanlon wanted to do. I mean, I wish I had some sort of companion guide for season nine, but I've got <laughs> nothing, and no, there's no behind the scenes on this episode and on the um, or commentary on the uh, DVD. So uh, I'm only left to guess what what happened but um this is this seems more stylistic than budgetary to me it was gorgeous oh, so cool within that black and white room and yeah yeah and exactly and it's almost like it's like comic book panels but also this is kind of like it, like they're all kind of shot at weird angles so it's almost very uh like alice in wonderland you know and then oh. you know because they're all on the chessboard too you know but I love the final effect where, like, they're all knocked down. The strobe light comes on and Clark is looking at Chloe and they're looking at each other. And then the light goes off and then the light comes back on and they're both just gone. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. I, I really want to watch that again. Um, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Clark and Chloe make up. Uh, John Jones erases Amanda Waller's mind. Which I guess is another power of his. I think that's a Marshall Manhunter power. Um, yeah, this is uh, really the last time uh, Phil Morris really gets used in Smallville. Like, this is his last big episode. Like, he gets mentioned. I, I think he shows up in the finale. And then I think you see Martian Manhunter in Martian Manhunter form at one point. But, like, closely? I, I don't know. Uh, or... You know, Sorry, I got distracted by your tweets. Thanks for posting. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Steph awesome. posted the action scenes. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it kind of sucks. This is really, I, I know you really like Phil Morris and uh, this, is, well, this is it for him. I mean, they, we got a lot of, he used all of his powers. And yeah. 
He he was in this episode a lot, so that's okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah, he's he's you know he's officially he's unofficially gone, but he's you know officially as for show canon, he's somewhere in the background. He's like somewhere working for Watchtower, just like uh, Impulses or Aquaman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, just the thing of having like both a person as powerful as Clark and a person as powerful as Martian Manhunter. Um, whose only two weaknesses that I know of are fire and Oreos. Um, <laughs> it probably was, you know, a kind of a story constraint. I, I'm assuming uh, nothing I've read, but yeah, man, uh, I wish Oreos tasted like they used to. They're not as good as they used to be. Um, well, now I'm going to have Oreos just to spite you. And be like, you are good. You are good. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, they're good, <laughs> but they don't taste like they used to. I don't remember. Was there more sugar rather than artificial sweetener? I don't know. They just, you know, it's just like, you know, bread is not as good as it used to be. Bananas are not as good as they used to be. Grapes are not as good. Food is just not as good as it used to be. Maybe, maybe our my, palates are just getting too maybe old. Maybe my taste buds are dying <laughs> because I'm old. <laughs> but... <laughs> Food is not as good as it used to be. Oreos, one of them. So we get a cool scene with Tess and Ollie where Tess is going underground. She's really scared. She wants forgiveness and help from Ollie. And Ollie's like, F off, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately like, like walks away from her and goes from like dark Ollie to light Ollie as soon as he sees Chloe. And she's like, I think you're starting to fall for me. Mm-hmm. Um, ba, 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 ba. So... Um, so yeah, John, John is still acting kind of shifty. Who exactly sent him after the blood to destroy the blood and, uh, take down checkmate. Um, and, uh, who is he working for? And John says, well, when it comes to choosing sides, things aren't always black and white. And then we go to Amanda Waller's office and someone cleared the checkboard, checkerboard, uh, or chessboard right off and left a red queen piece right in the middle. Where did Clark's blood come from? Uh, I believe it was from when he healed Zod. Mm. I believe there's some blood there or something. I think that's where they got it from. And what did Tess do to Stuart? Tess? Oh, gosh. Remember back when um, in Pandora when they were uh, stealing or going into Lois's memories and Stuart got shot by Tess because Stuart wasn't going to follow orders? She like shot him right, right in the head. Okay. And they mentioned, so, like, off camera that he's okay. He was at the hospital and he's in recovery. So is he dead shot? Uh, oh, uh, no. I can say definitively no because I know of future things. <laughs> uh, Spoilers, dead shot's coming. It's not Stuart because <laughs> uh, Zod, Zod took care of Stuart. Uh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> upgrade. Upgrade. The one where Metallo returns and stuff goes, yay! Bag is back, yay! Hey, I and think this, there's oh. red kryptonite. Oh my god, yeah! This episode, I always like see it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right. Um, Metallo's episodes are uh, Metallo and Upgrade, and I totally forget that so much other stuff happens. Upgrade, like, like Metallo is just like part of all the all the all the awesomeness that gets crammed into this episode. Yeah, because because I, I was thinking back, I was like, where, which one's the episode where Zod and and Clark are like BFFs? Yeah. Oh, it's upgrade. Because mm-hmm. you know you think that this is a Metallo episode. Oh, so you remember them being BFFs at one point? Were you? Do you remember watching at this point? 
No, no, no. I'm saying when I watched these once and fell asleep in the middle of them (laughs) and then watched them again and fell asleep in the middle of them Uh and then watched them again. And I was like, which one was it? Son of a... She's dying to co-host. I'm not editing any of these out. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, I I kept uh, falling asleep in the middle of them. But not that they were bad. It was just... You were Hopefully. tired. Yeah, it's okay. It's just a lot. There's exhausting. Okay. So much stuff going on. All right, so uh, Hank Wu sneaks into Tessa's lab. <laughs> and she says it's not enough letters to spell her Henrietta. Um, and for some reason, like, Tess, like, gets into, like, a fight. Uh, sorry, Lois gets into a fight in Tessa's lab. And, like, through, like, people stumbling about somehow causes, like, this giant explosion. I'm like, man, did Lois, like, kill a bunch of scientists by mistake? No, she didn't really do it. <laughs> I don't think she did it. She looked over and there was, like, a flame, open flame. Yeah. And some But gases. she, like, kicked that, that, that security guard who, like, got knocked into a table, which knocked over one other thing. And then all of a sudden things well, started Well, I mean – that's I wouldn't call that murder like something that Chloe does later on that I would call almost <laughs> murder. Okay, um, but I like this shot. I mean, because the the lab goes up, but Lois gets away like barely. And the next thing you see is darkness, and then you just hear this like Darth Vader breathing, and and the the beating of uh, uh, Metallo's green heart. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, so uh, said Lois. Oh yeah, Lois is kind of confused how she got home, but she's just covering it up with Clark for Clark because she's working for the Blur, not and Clark isn't supposed to know. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, and she something? feels yeah, and she feels like guilty. She because yeah. she's cheating on Clark with the Blur, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, we actually see the Talon basement again uh, because we keep our monsters there. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Lois is going down the stairs. There's actually a poster next to her that says it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Metallo- John Corbin's back. He's, his mind is returning to normal, but he got an upgrade. He's got a control chip on the back that can be uh, manipulated. Um, and he's, uh, he's running out of fuel. He needs more meteor rock. Um, yeah, so they're like on the run and looking for Meteor Rock mm-hmm. and Lois because they have this kind of they're they're kind of hinting at this kind. It's almost like a romance, but not really. And she puts her cute little hat on, and they go on a train to, <laughs> I guess, to some where they go into to a military base or something. Was it a train or was, I thought it was a bus. Oh, maybe it was a bus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Clark. Meanwhile, is investigating. Wants to know what Lois is hiding, um, and ends up stumbling upon like a whole bunch of like unrefined red kryptonite underneath the sidewalk, which I guess is some, like a, a a storage spot. I think was it Tess or Chloe that was keeping stuff there? I forget. I'm assuming it was Tess. Oh yeah, Tess is storing meteor rock. Around, oh, Tess is storing meteor rock around the country. Uh, actually, it was me and uh, Oliver. And Clark's already on the red K at this time. So he, he actually knocks so her to the ground. Yeah, he's like grouchy. He's like yeah. grouchy Clark. <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah, because this episode is so crammed, we don't get to see like Clark being a bad boy. <laughs> we usually do. Yeah, he's just grouchy, and yeah. and him and Zod have this like guys excursion. Yeah, oh, so cute. Um, <laughs> and Clark tags Watchtower and smirks and zooms off. Um, that's that's the that's the most uh, I don't know douchey thing to do. Like leave your sign and then in the middle of Watchtower and then just kind of smirk. Um, so, uh, yeah, Clark finds this other, um, one, another one of Chloe's arsenals and we get this great action scene because the freaking door kicks open and there's John and he's, uh, his, his green kryptonite is glowing and he stumbles and then freaking super Zod firebombs him and takes off. I'm like, oh my God, this episode's so awesome. I forgot. (laughs) Uh, but surprisingly, when Lois finds him, yes, he is completely naked, but he is unburned. Like, there's, he doesn't look like he's been in an explosion. It's as if the explosion incinerated all his clothes, but, like, he, he's fine. <laughs> I didn't know that Metallo was, like, invulnerable. Uh, yeah, it's like the kryptonite makes him invulnerable. I don't know. I guess, yeah. Um... Let's see. Tess and Chloe trade barbs. Chloe discovers the red K, figures it out. Um, let's see. Yeah, something about she, the, uh, Zod and Clark are on the Space Needle in Seattle. And then Chloe sees a picture of it later and she says, Guess who's coming to dinner together <laughs> with powers? Like, That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, they did the they did the crypto shake to to seal the deal. Like, hey, let's go, let's, let's be bros and take out some of these arsenals that your friends have been making. <laughs> Who are you going to mm. trust? And uh, oh yeah, so Lois and John are on the bus, and that agent like slips the little control chip on him. Mm-hmm. So it sends him after Clark. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's so confusing <laughs> what John's motivations are for a while. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, so Clark. And Clark takes Zod to the Fortress of Solitude. Ooh. Oh wait, wait, we 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 there was this the first there was this awesome shot of like Clark and Zod just like walking away walking away. Oh, from ex- while the flames like burns, yeah, so cool. And they're like talking about something else. <laughs> yeah, and um, and they even have this discussion like, oh, you must have had a friend, you know, at one time, like you were like opposite sides of the same soul. And uh, Clark's like, yeah, once. And he's like, Lex, I miss you, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's when they go to the Space Needle. And uh, how, and Clark offers to take him to the fortress. But, like, first, it's like, let's give Seattle a little surprise. <laughs> and they just turn, they just create a blizzard over Seattle. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so they just, they just, they're just doing these, like, mischievous things. Right. They're just being mischievous. You know, it's it's like getting together and going and I don't know, like mailbox baseball together. Or, uh, okay. <laughs> you know the things guys do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. In my notes, I have that bag was sent to kill Zod. Uh, from Chloe. See what happens is um, Corbin comes to them. Oh wait, it's so Corbin. Uh, Corbin comes to them with Lois. Wait a second. Chloe tracks Corbin's location. He reproaches his designated destination. She switches off the community monitor, computer monitor just as Tess approaches and asks where Chloe sent Corbin. Oh, wait. No. I'm so confused. Corbin went there 
where Te- it, oh, it's at Tess's lab. So Corbin went to Tess's lab. Okay. I'm not sure who sent him to Tess's lab. It's a, when he got the, the the thing put on his neck. Yeah. He it, like it gave him orders. Yeah. So, so was he, that was that a Kandorian or was that that wasn't was that checkmate? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> who actually slipped him the chip? <laughs> I know when he finally shows up in Tess's lab, then Chloe, Chloe and Tess in off Cameraville uh, end up uh, reprogramming Corbin to go after um, Clark and decide to stop them. Um, which, whatever, I don't even know how that happened. I know Lois I gets was- in there, and then uh, Chloe like sneaks into the darkness, hides in the shadows, and then like puts her, knocks her out. Uh, with like a with like chloroform or something. Oh, I got, I some, got some handy chloroform here at the lab. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh yeah, Chloe put her own cousin to sleep instead of just basically saying, "Hey, here's what's going on. I'm Watchtower, and yeah." So whatever. There's this, another awesome action scene at the fortress where Clark like and, and Zod have to work together to yeah. They like freeze. They freeze after knocking the chip off. They freeze him. And then he like breaks out. He kicks Zod, and he says, "Someone who cares about you sent me to save you." And uh, and then was he? He stabbed him with kryptonite. I'm so lost. Yeah. Okay. Brian Austin Green, Metallo, <laughs> yes. yep. stabs Clark because well, I guess Chloe told that him deactivates to, the red kryptonite. To deactivate the red kryptonite. Then Clark and Zod still work together against Metallo. I think. Oh no! After after he stabs Clark, like like Zod's like out of here. Oh, okay. <laughs> he like sneaks out the back door. Okay. And then like John's like yeah, and he he holds up the the key because Chloe gave him the key too. So mm, um, mm-hmm. that's how he got there. Okay, that's how he got there. Again, the 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 timing of all this, like Tess's lab, I'm assuming wasn't small. It wasn't Smallville because otherwise, it's like, all right, Metallo, I have programmed you to go to the Quachi Caves with this weird <laughs> octagonal disc, and it's going to teleport you. Teleport me. Teleport you <laughs> to the North Pole. Okay, wait, what? <laughs> Keep following. Okay, so there's going to be two superpowered people. <laughs> Uh, I do want to give you some depressing spoilers. What? This is the last time Clark is ever affected by Red K. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I love Red K. Look, when I was watching this and the Red K showed up, you, I mean, I just wish everybody <laughs> in the world felt the joy in their hearts that I feel when I see Red K. Yeah. I love it so much. I love Bad Boy Clark. Because they even, because it Chloe even... Who asked? Does Tess ask Chloe? Because she says, I thought only green kryptonite affected Clark. She was like, no, red kryptonite turns him into the bad boy of your dreams or something like that. I was like, yes. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Writers, you know us. You know, give us what we want. Yeah. Bad boy Clark. And so, yeah, I've taken out the tension of you wondering if Tess is going to take that knowledge and use it. Although I don't remember her telling her that. I'm assuming she did. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, John makes a play for Lois, but she's still all about Clark. And she got in touch with the general who has is a doctor Is she all veil. about Clark or is she all about the blur? One of them. She's not definitely not all about John Corbin. <laughs> yeah, because she kind of is uh, 
little little sketch a little uh she just kind of insinuates that she's she's not she doesn't say straightforward that she's in a relationship with somebody she's excuse me so when she's kind of cagey about what she says it makes me wonder if she's talking about Clark or if she's someone talking about very Clark. important and special to her mm-hmm you're a real dame Lois Lane <laughs> um and she's, she actually mentions a Dr. Vale that can help John out, and uh, that's a Easter egg for comic readers. Dr. Vale created Metallo in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Smallville spoilers. Uh, this is the last time we see Brian Austin Green on the show. and But we do get a glimpse of Metallo in Season 10, You know, much like we have a glimpse of Martian Manhunter at one hmm. point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tess uh, tells um, Zod, who's drinking, that, you know, he's losing control. And there's a secret rebellion. And then they're, like, making out and stuff. Wait, what? Tess and Zod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Clark and Chloe make up again. (laughs) Maybe you're the one who saw things clearly. In the future, your weapons helped, and I had teamed up with Zod. And, um... And Clark wishes he had a family, wishes he had acceptance. Because uh, Zod, Zod's almost like a, a brother, you know, that, that he never had, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Well, and just like they're kind of exposing Clark to his his culture. Yeah. And so I guess he's that's making him wish that he did have Kryptonian family. Yeah, I just want somebody to, like, create snow with. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zod has gone back to the fortress because why not? <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, I know about this place now. I'm gonna use it. Yep. And it says some of them have betrayed, but we we will prevail. So this is like the faction of the Kandorians that are not um, the ones that have been getting the secret chip laden passports. Um, and he spills his blood and says, "It's time to share in your birthright." And it appears that those who are loyal to Zod got an upgrade to Bam. There we go. Made the title work. Oh. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Charade. All right. So it's this stars Cary Grant and uh, Audrey Hepburn. Um, this was we watched the same thing, right? Yeah, it was pretty cute. And let me tell you, uh, something that is almost as Delightful as Clark singing in the bathtub. Clark in a tux. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where Lois and Clark work out some of the secrets that they've been keeping. Yeah. So, would they say they're keeping secrets? Yeah. Oh, I have. Um, this is the one where Lois and Clark join the No Secrets Club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so sort of <laughs> no, no of, secrets from Clark Because <laughs> they were saying that they were Taking their relationship slow mm-hmm. And they were kind of keeping secrets So was that like Maybe we're dating other people Even though they really weren't dating other people But, but Tess kind of was I mean Tess We keep doing that Lois is kind of dating the blur <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's anything like we're seeing other people. It's I think it's more like I don't know. Like Clark definitely wants to keep Lois from snooping. 
Oh, uh, okay. And is like, oh, yeah, yeah, you keep secrets, too. <laughs> but I'm going to know what everything you do. <laughs> I'm going to know your secrets. You're just <laughs> yeah. not going to know my secrets. So, uh, yeah, I got a birthday gift uh, here uh, at the beginning of this episode where <laughs> I just love how this whole thing starts with Lois in a bunny costume sitting in a confined space with a lighter and just saying, how do you get yourself into these things, Lane? <laughs> And then uh, we see uh, good old Deputy Doug uh, has survived the dog attack. Chewing scenery. <laughs> yep. Like crazy. Being big. <laughs> yeah, he went to prison, but they commuted his sentence or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's basically the good old Black King here uh, pulled some strings, I think. Uh, he's at the, the club for the Black King, which looks suspiciously like the Talon. <laughs> Um, So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking They redressed the Talon set for this club Um, You can tell by just like the stairs Um, And then this big cake And out pops Lois And she's like blowing kisses to To Deputy Doug And then gets out Sees Clark and immediately punches him In the face (laughs) And then we cut to them in the, Clark and the Tux Her and a buddy outfit They're sitting in their new editor's office And it's like uh, You're both fired <laughs> um, So I like this Franklin Stern here uh, uh, Played by Blue Mankuma Who is in uh, tons of Vancouver guest roles uh, He's a very familiar face I remember him from an X-Files episode Ghost of the Machine uh, Oh yeah he was like the like a cop or something or or security guard that uh, was working for the all powerful computer computerized building or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like this IMDb bio. It said he moved to Vancouver to uh, dodge the Vietnam War draft, and he's worked there ever since. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we flash back to yesterday, and we see Chloe's now wearing green. Um, oh yeah, no, the green that. leather jacket. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and Lois got a telescope for Clark, and says it's going to be time to drop the L bomb. And they're going to be joining No Secrets Club, yada yada yada. Um. And then Chloe goes to see Clark and he's like, no, no, no. She's telling me her secrets. Well, maybe I should tell her. Hmm. So he starts thinking about whether or not he should tell Lois, which, you know, we all know <laughs> that never leads to anything good. Um, but uh, I love this little elevator scene between them. And it's like, oh. we're going to have this romantic dinner. We're really excited about it. How about a sneak preview? The door's closed. <laughs> like, I don't know how you get your hands and... <laughs> Oh, she says, I swear it's like you have more than two hands. Yeah. <laughs> and so Lois is like, what, another editor? They should install a, install a revolving door. And there's uh, there's Franklin Stern. And he uh, and then he challenges them about this sack story and says, may their best reporter win. And uh, just so you know, he is never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do believe he keeps his job, though. I'm, I'm sure he's mentioned at least once more, one more time. Um, he is a character, a comic book character. Um, he was even in Lois and Clark. James Earl Jones played the character in Lois and Clark. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it's again, it's like that that principle they had for one episode. <laughs> it's like they have to bring they bring a person of color in to one episode. You think there's going to be something different, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Go on the next episode, never seen again. Oh well, they tried. Yeah. yeah. So Tess catches Chloe in her office, and they're like, "Oh, no more truce, huh?" And uh, Chloe and Tess are in the No Seekers Club now, and. Um, uh, Chloe like Tess is saying that she's yeah she, yeah I'm on the run from checkmate I might be murdered but I'm still CEO you know <laughs> I still I still have my day job um blah blah blah, blah. so Clark and Lois say they're going to split the work and uh, she, Lois immediately starts calling quote unquote the blur uh, for help and um that's the scene where um she's leaving a, a voicemail for him yeah and she's like well maybe you like it fast but uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right um, so so lois is having even though they're not having any physical contact lois is having a romance with mm. the blur and sometimes it's with Clark and sometimes it's with Zod. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. know the difference. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Sax wants a photo of the blur to take the blur down. He's, you know, he's sick and tired of the blur. Um, and Lois, like, straight up, like, con- confronts Sax in a dark, <laughs> on a dark street. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> And uh, he immediately uh, has his henchman. He's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. I know I'd be sent to jail for that. Uh, my henchman will kill you. <laughs> so she gets taken into an alley and um, uh, the, the blur takes the blur takes her out, which is Clark. And um, and Clark hears her talking about like how, um, oh, God, you answered my calls, you know. And we see a, a really cool shot where he's like on the building and uh, this pizza guy gets a, a million dollar photo. And he's a guy we saw standing in the party scene. So uh, Clark confronts uh, Lois. The blur is your secret. I need to know who it is. And everything Clark says comes off like jealous boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> Blur would never tell me who he is just to have a secret off, get off his back and put me in danger. That's why I trust him. And Clark's like, damn it, I can't tell her. Ugh. Yeah, you're, you're like, Clark, can I tell her? Just tell her, Clark, just tell her. Yeah. But uh, Clark grabbed Lois's phone so Chloe can trace who um, who's calling. And uh, they're, they're looking into it, but they found the voicemail. Lois letting the Blur know where she's going, which is why Clark is at Sack's party. And uh, so Lois punches Clark to get the phone from the pizza guy's hand and stomp on it. And then it's revealed, we don't need the picture. We just need you. And um, we see the Black King. Um, basically, Lois gets strapped to a thing. It looks like alien autopsies. <laughs> I don't know. This crazy, crazy stuff. But the basement of uh, the Talon yet again. <laughs> the, or rather, the this club called Maxwell's. It's Maxwell Lord that's in in charge of the place. He's the Black King. Um, Did you recognize him? Gil Bellows from uh, well, Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know if he's anything in anything else. Uh, Yeah, he just kind of came out of nowhere, this Black King. 
And so he's like some big tech millionaire. Yep. Yep. He's another comic book character. Um, Peter Fascinelli actually played his character in uh, Supergirl. Mm. But um, this version of Maxwell Lord in Smallville actually has like like super strength. So is Maxwell Lord the Black King? Yes. Okay. And so you see Sax, he's got uh, a Black Knight uh, chess piece. So he's, he's been invited to be a part of Checkmate by being Black Knight. And so they're using a memory extractor... Um, and yeah, Lord is a metahuman that wants to eliminate other metahumans. <laughs> so I love, I love like, like they, they figure out, uh, they figure out that Lois was taken and Sax is coming out of the basement of this place. And he's like on the phone. He's like, yeah, we took, totally took, they're going to give me keys to the city. And just immediately Clark just clobbers him and, and moves on. <laughs> Goodbye, Deputy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> just take him, take him right out, and he crushes his chess piece, and he's like checkmate. And it, I love how it works. Like, gotcha, and also, oh, this is who's responsible. <laughs> checkmate. Anyway, so Maxwell Lord's not not scared of the blur, um, and he threatens to wipe Lois's mind. He's got some sort of like mind powers. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I'm not quite sure what it's all about, but. He's holding his hand over Lois's head, and he's all sorts of glowiness coming out of his hand. Um, but I love this uh, uh, shot of Clark um, zooming through the glass with the hologram in it, and the glass just like slowly exploding yeah, around his face. Yeah, because it's almost about to reveal that that's Clark. Yeah, and then just Clark's face just comes right through. So uh, Maxwell, see, Lord- I took it that. Martian Manhunter wiped Maxwell Lord's memory, Lois's memory, and somebody else's memory of Clark, of just Clark's. Oh, uh, I, Maxwell Lord wasn't identity. on the scene in, in Checkmate. He wasn't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in Off Screenville he did. I can't see John and Amanda Waller. He did wipe Ma- Amanda Waller though. Yeah. Okay. There's lots of very but loud see, cars Lois, driving by. Not that Lois knows. <laughs> huh? I said there's lots of loud cars driving by. I apologize. That's nothing to say. Because Lois, it wasn't that she knows Clark's. She did know his. At one time, she has known his identity, but it's repressed. Because yeah. I guess from when she went to Pandora. Or the episode Pandora. The, oh, Pandora? And like, Avatar? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On the episode. Uh, I just... Never mind. <laughs> I remember the time when... it was a place. Clark said he was going to do things over again, and she knew it then. She's known it a few times. I care. I'm, I had a terrible memory. This is why, uh-huh. it, you know, it's fun to rewatch things, because it's like watching them for the first time again. <laughs> um, but um, I don't... I. There's been a time when she heard, like, she heard Clark's voice on the phone, and that was in Warrior. Oh, yeah. And she got convinced it wasn't Clark. It was just her. That was Warrior? Yeah. Or Idol? One of those two. Yeah, that was Idol. Sorry. 
Warrior was uh, Alec Abrams and Stephen Swift. Idol was the Wonder Twins, right? Yes. Yeah. Stop screaming at your uh, iPhones, people. We can't hear you. I am the warrior. <laughs> Uh, so I like this. That's a good song. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like this scene. Um, well, first we see uh, Maxwell Lord stepping out of the street and gets forced into a limo, and he's like falling to the floor. He looks up and he sees like these red pumps and these long legs, and it's like, hmm. now who is going to play the Red Queen? Who's the Red Queen? Um, what stunt casting? <laughs> Will they have this time? Yeah. Um, so uh, I love how uh, these episodes. Will it be Martha? Uh, you sure those legs belong to Martha? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh, I like how this worked out. That uh, we didn't watch all six, so you still don't know how the Red Queen I is. I still yet. don't know, <laughs> and I don't know if this firing, you know. Lois and Clark no longer work for the Daily Planet. Is That's it, right. Did this stick? That's right. We'll see. Uh, I, but we're skipping over the scene, though. Uh, I love the scene where Lois is looking away and she sees the reflection of Clark's shield, but she doesn't see the face and she won't turn around. And she's like, because she knows she doesn't want to know his identity because right. she can't protect to- us if you yeah. know if we know who you are. And he puts his hand on her shoulder and she tears up. It's so like, oh, and she says, go. And yeah. So yeah, you can tell she's, she's got something for him for sure. Well, but also when Clark calls her later and tells her that this is the last time they'll be talking, mm-hmm. Clark's voice kind of cracks. Yeah. Clark isn't happy about this. Um. But, Which is weird because he has her in real life. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, it's like they're into role play or something. <laughs> like we're not going to play superhero and damsel anymore. You know, superhero, not damsel, but, you know, like uh, quirky reporter uh, and uh, superhero. I don't know. Um, and, uh, but it's like, you know, this is after he finds out that uh, Zod's been calling. And uh, he's got to find out a way so nobody's going to manipulate her ever again. So she can't just get random phone calls saying, hey, this is the blur. (laughs) (laughs) You need to do something that's going to put you in danger. So, Um, so uh, they have this nice rooftop. He has this rooftop dinner set up for her on the Daily Planet roof as Clark. Again, I'm not sure how he's able to do this if they were fired. But I mean, I know as as uh, super powered Clark can I can tell I can figure out. But I don't know how they got they both got up there. But anyway, this is a nice scene. Um, Lois still just kind of upset by the breakup, <laughs> and uh, and she's saying like how special the relationship is with the Blur, and it was a calling, it was a duty, it was a call of duty. Um, <laughs> And um, and Clark says he understands how how it must feel to want something for yourself, but with him gone, am I enough? And she doesn't say anything as it goes to credits. <gasps> yeah, are they going to break up? I mean, God. is is regular plain Clark enough to overshadow 
the blur the blur is just like uh, such a and it's like it's such a fantasy because he's kind of really not real right because she can't be with him she can't see him she can't touch him but she has this she's having this romance with him it's so odd i'm so so, i've read ahead in the wiki (laughs) i haven't watched anything ahead but i've read ahead just to remind myself like and and i i did some teases as well for next time we like so that's all like ready for us for next time Uh so i know i know a bunch of stuff that's happening ahead i'm so excited okay (laughs) i just love lois and clark and their relationship and uh yeah i'm I, I I don't usually like watch like rom rom coms or anything, but <laughs> I'm just really into this relationship. Anyway, let's get the sacrifice before my battery runs out here. Um, some fun facts. Uh, Justin Hartley wrote this. Yeah, he was one of the writers on this with uh, Brian Q. Miller and I forget what his last first name is, but uh, Wong. Um, yeah, like he came up with the story and then he wrote the teleplay with the two other writers. And this is another. This one reminds me a lot of Checkmate because it's very action, just very uh, heightened. Oh my god! But it is a killer ending. We'll get to it. Um, I have some facts here for you. This is the only episode of television that Justin Hartley ever wrote. (laughs) Ah. I really wish I knew more about this, Um, but it's. uh, I I have no way to. Yeah, it would be nice to, to hear his story. Yeah. Your story about how it came about. Yeah, um, it also reminded me uh, reminds me of uh, you know I listened to the inside of you chat. Um, mm-hmm. Did you, Did you listen to that yet? Yes, I did when That's I drove good. down to Desiree's. Yeah, he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, really. I wish they. It's so like my takeaway though, I'm like I wish they mentioned something about the whole Allison Mac drama. They are not. <laughs> Unless they have to, if they don't want to get wrapped up in it. They don't want to get. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Called to testify. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and but also, you know, actors don't. They don't want. They don't want to get known as being somebody who knows anybody like that. You know, they yeah. just. I'd they, love to hear like Mike and they would, at least talking. And then the they don't want to say anything negative about anybody because yeah. they don't want you know that being an actor, a celebrity, it would be kind of it would be really hard because you couldn't you couldn't say how you really felt about things. I mean, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear Rebecca Rosenbaum talk off the record about it, but also I'd love to hear Justin Hartley because Justin has like tons of scenes in these later episodes with Alex yeah. Mack. But I don't think the Allison Mack that's this is the Allison Mack that is going on right now is I don't think that has anything to do with the Allison Mack that they knew. Hmm. Well, I don't know. We'll, well, maybe we'll find out in some sort of tell-all book <laughs> many years down the road. I don't know. I even I heard mean, that they're going to make a they're making like a movie out of this. Oh yeah, probably so. But I just <laughs> I just don't think that. I just seriously don't think that anybody that knew her 10 years ago would have anything to say about what's going on now. I'm sure they don't know anything about the record. Kristen would know. Yeah. Except for Kristen who looks like (laughs) (laughs) knows a lot. Oh gosh. I found a, I found that the premiere date of burden of truth is like July 16th or something. I have it on my calendar. Oh good. I can't wait. Can't wait to see 
Kristen back on my TV again. <laughs> 2018 Kristen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to say about this episode is there's no Lois in it. None at all, which kind of mm. sucks because of the, the cliffhanger we get from the mm-hmm. previous episode. Uh, but uh, the fun fact about this is that this is the last episode of Smallville that does not have Lois Lane in it. <laughs> so there, there's many, there's many, um, uh, many episodes of Smallville where Lois Lane is, or Erica Durance is like one of the main characters in the credits, and she's not in the episode. Well, no more after this. So, all right. Uh, so uh, my first note is: Don't you already have a coffee bar, Chloe? Didn't we see you making coffee at your coffee bar in the Watchtower? Why are you out on the street <laughs> getting street side coffee? Because it, because it's a ritual. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed when she enters Watchtower, she gives a verification code at 051409, which is the uh, date of the season eight finale, which is uh, basically the date when Jimmy died. Oh. Yeah. Although the actual in-show date is different, but that's the date that the finale aired. Um, so, Tess figured out that Chloe is Watchtower. Um she gives reasons here. There was a deleted scene in the last episode where um, Tess is uh, walking away from her conversation with Ollie at the coffee bar or whatever, and she's pulling pulling up some papers that she had, and all of a sudden she stops and she's looking at them, and they're invoices, and she's like, who would order all this equipment? Where is all this equipment? I don't understand. And then she's like, oh. And like <laughs> She's like, oh, Chloe. You know, like she figures it out, but, you know, that wasn't included. Um, so there are these security protocols that go off because, um, Chloe is in danger. And I, I, my first note was like, oh, why didn't these things go off when like, say Ollie was thrown through a window by Hawkman <laughs> or there was this giant fight in the middle of a watchtower. But she actually says later that they just recently upgraded. Yeah. These are new upgrades. It was but, after she got kidnapped by Checkmate. But also these, this is terrible ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, she's like, oh, I was supposed to be, like, locked out of it. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to keep me prisoner. Basically, I mean, it's so bad that they're, like, running out of air by the end of this, you know? Yeah. And there's no air because <laughs> cause, uh, Tess says something about, I don't care if they come uh, torture me to death just as long as it's in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Clark is asking for Oliver's help. Uh, because Zod messed with Lois and he doesn't want Chloe involved. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's more guy time, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, listen, I'm in charge though. I know you like to murder bad guys. Um, and Ollie reminds him, you know, those Kandorians aren't the only family you have here. And then they hug. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> uh, so Tess has a transmitter on her. I love the, I like they get talking about the Kandorians and Chloe has a line. I know you're the Kandorian's lapdog, but I didn't realize you're Zod's little bitch, too. <laughs> uh, Which is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the transmitter, we find out, is being traced by Checkmate, and their main agent chasing is the White Knight, who is Stuart, who, you know, we thought was going to be our double agent for Watchtower and maybe perhaps be like Chloe's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But no, he's twisted now that he's gotten shot by Tess. He wants vengeance. Mm, now he's and, a tough guy. 
Yep. Yeah. Um, so they've been insinuating for several episodes that you can't leave what uh, uh, you can't leave checkmate. Right. That the only way out is they're like insinuating that it's you have to die to get out. Right. So Tess has got to die. And she's got this implant in her, which who knows how long it's been in her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we get this gross scene where, like, uh, you know, I, I love I love the kind of callback to when Tess was freaking out about Lex looking through her eyes and how much of a violation that was. That this mechanical parasite that's in her is another violation of her body, mm. and she really like kind of freaks out about it, like get it out. And uh, Chloe tries cutting into her skin, but then it scurries down her back. Uh, Clark walks in on this Kryptonian ceremony Including flowers and a water bowl We don't know what this is at this point (laughs) But uh, we find out later uh, It's a little fertility ritual It's a celebration of babies Yeah, Uh, that was pretty neat Uh, That's neat And it's neat that Clark's like Yeah, y'all are on my side Yeah I got y'all I got you (laughs) Um, but yeah, because they're wanting the Sod's forgiveness, but um, Clark's like, hey, he already has his powers, and you know. Um, but meanwhile, uh, Green Arrow has a little face off with uh, Zod, and um, hey, I like the whole uh, thing where Zod wants Ollie to join him, and Ollie's not into that, so they're about to face off, and he's like, you think you're faster than me? He's like, I always thought accuracy is better than speed. And uh, he gets gets him with the little crypto dart after getting slammed through a wall, and uh, Zod gets taken down. Bullseye. <laughs> uh, but Ali, uh, I, I skipping ahead. Ali like calls Clark, like, "Hey, I got your uh, guy. Oh, where'd he go? <gasps> oh, yeah." And Ali gets branded. <laughs> mm. <laughs> God. <laughs> I know. I was really afraid. Like I was scared. I was afraid that they were killing Oliver off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets pretty messed up. Uh, they even try faking us out because Clark like zooms to the Luther Mansion, and the first thing we see is an establishing shot inside uh, Luther Mansion when he's coming in is this charred body, yeah, <laughs> which was just uh, just a checkpoint agent that Zod threw aside earlier. But like, yeah, oh my god, Ollie! <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Oliver's freaking dead. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Tess and Chloe are about to run out of air, and uh, they realize they both have trust issues. You know, they're they're having girl bonding time, much like uh, Clark and Lex did way back when, when mm-hmm. they're in the cave in. Um, and Chloe mentions that her trust issues are going to scare Ollie away, and Tess knows that Chloe gives Oliver some sort of purpose, and. Um, Tess starts like like I think that line that you mentioned is what she says here, and then she puts a water bottle up to her head, and Chloe realizes that they can use the nitrogen coolant that uh, keeps all those systems cool. But if she breaks through, all her everything will shut down. Her all her work will be lost. Uh, but she she hesitates, and then she finally does it. And I gotta say that whole effect of them breaking through that wall looks so cheap. <laughs> It looked like a cardboard wall was falling down <laughs> as they were going through it. Like, ooh, that took, that looks terrible. Uh, so Clark takes Feyor to the barn, to the loft, to 
give him get, let let her look at Jarell's journal, and uh, she finds out that Zod destroyed Krypton, and then Clark realizes that Feora is pregnant, and says, "Yeah, and I kind of like through you." Yeah, and I kind of like that. Um, you know, Zod. There was all this. Zod was mad at Jarell because he felt like it was his. Uh, it was his fault that his child died, mm-hmm. and so he's going to take away Jarell's son. You know, this whole mm-hmm. I'm going to take away your son, and then Zod's going to have another son that he doesn't know about. So go ahead. Well, you know, it's funny if you want to if you want to flash back to um, the last time we quote unquote saw Feora. Uh, Feora was a phantom that possessed Lois, and we found out that Zod and Feora that were not cloned and lived on into in, on Krypton and ended up destroying uh, Krypton um, created Doomsday um, because Feora couldn't get pregnant. Mm. So uh, Jarell actually bestowed the blessing of <laughs> of uh, you know fertility upon Feora. Uh, in cloning her too, so. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, Feora clues Clark in here that Zod's looking for this book of Rao. So yada yada yada, screaming, and um, Waller's telling Stewart to go away, and Stewart wants payback, and what else? Uh, oh yeah, Feora rallies the Kandorians to pursue peace, but Checkmate shows up and uh, starts shooting. And shows them that humanity can't be trusted. Mm. And then Waller, like Waller, takes Feora and sure, but then she orders the rest to be killed. And luckily, Clark intervenes. Meanwhile, Chloe and Tess act out uh, Flatliners slash Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Chloe kills Tess for the second time this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then hesitates. Mm-hmm. When oh, she's yeah. got a reviver, she mm-hmm. thinks about not doing it. Yep, yeah, and I love that. You know, like I love how well Cassidy plays. Like the uh, I don't know, like when Tess is scared, like she's really scared. But then, like she like turns it around on Chloe. Like Chloe immediately is like, "Listen, you listen, B. <laughs> you, I, 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 I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. You know, <laughs> you say anything about me or mine next time you're not going to wake up. And then t- Tess just like drops like the whole panicked, scared stuff, looks at her and just says, guess you'll have to trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love Cassidy Freeman. Um, so uh, meanwhile, Farrah is offering to help Waller stop Zod. Um, but then Zod shows up and hurls Waller into a windshield, which you know, if you remember Zod doing the same thing in Lex's body to Lionel, you know that that kind of injury is very survivable. Like <laughs> hardly anything happens to you. <laughs> yeah, because at first I was like, oh, my God, Amanda Waller's dead. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I thought, Lex, what? I mean, Lionel wasn't dead. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, and um, so Zod takes Feyre away and talks about how much she betrayed him. And she says, you already sacrificed one world for your ego. And um, you know nothing of sacrifice. And then she, like, touches her body and says, I know more than you'll ever, you ever will. And he tells her to kneel. And she says, never. And then he chokes her to death. And then, as she's falling, she drops the flowers. And he realizes 
and he listens to the baby's heartbeat, the fetal heartbeat, slow and stop, which is like one of the most chilling scenes on Smallville. It really is. That was very disturbing. I felt so like it's so crazy. I like felt so sad for Zod the murderer. I felt uh, you know twice as bad for Feora, of course. But God, like that whole scene like wrecked can can wreck you. I I, I don't know it. <laughs> it was a rough one. That was. <laughs> so uh, Zod's pissed that he totally screwed everything up, <laughs> and he finds Waller. Goes to checkmate Cal- Castle. Just. Uh, Completely burns down Hogwarts and everything in it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when, like, you know, basically, I mean, just to bring in one more meta- metaphor, but when a checkboard is, like, completely cleared off. Like, yeah, well, I like it. I like it when one villain destroys another villain. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so, uh, Chloe visits Oliver in the hospital. Clark's outside. Oh, um, here's another one. Oh, let me look down at the floor while Chloe's and, <laughs> yeah. and Chloe and Oliver are being affectionate. Yep. And um, Chloe says Oliver was personal with this. Zod has declared war, and then realizes that they realize that he's at the fortress because she gets like a she's of course got. Watchtower goggles there too, even though the Watchtower is taken down. I don't know. Yeah, even though Watchtower <laughs> is, is wiped clean. Yeah, but you know, Watchtower can download the um, the equivalent of the Library of Congress every three seconds. Oh, <laughs> well, isn't that all the all the information that's stored at the Daily Planet? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Zod like wins the Kandorians over the. the the humans killed Feora. They killed my unborn child. Clark flies in, or zooms in, rather, I should, I should say. Uh, it says it's all a lie. And, uh, and then uh, this traitor saved the life of the woman who wanted to murder you. Clark even asked Vala for some backup, but she's done. And so oh, is yeah. Basquat, whatever his name is. <laughs> and they call him General Zod. And we're going to follow him to the ends of the earth. Krypton will rise again and all humanity will kneel before Zod. And Clark says, I won't let that happen. And he says, you won't be able to stop us. And surprise, mf we all have powers and we can all, we all can fly. What's taking you so long? <laughs> you got to get on that, Clark. You really do. <laughs> Clark, you're just so immature with the uh, thing. You're just slow to develop. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just because he grew up as a human. I don't know. Anyway. Give me my teases. Episode of the week. Oh. Episode of the week. Check I don't me. know. Upgrade, charade, sacrifice. Holy cow. There's so much to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Charade or checkmate. Okay. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's really tough. <laughs> oh, it's so tough. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Well, since you say Schrader checkmate, I'm going to say upgrade or sacrifice. <laughs> we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> it's so tough. They're all really good to me. Yeah. I think they're all great. Um, all right. So I did give you a couple teases, but I kind of added on to them for today's. Um, so um, so it's just a couple. Because, uh, folks, if you're following along, we're only watching – we're only covering two episodes the next time we meet up, which should be uh, really soon. Um We'll, we'll get back to you. Um, those episodes are, shoot, uh, Hostage and Salvation, I believe. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, so I only have a few teases here. Someone we miss very much returns. Uh-huh, I know who that is. With someone else who we haven't seen in six seasons. Ba-ba-ba. Okay, that would be season three. Next tease. Okay. We see a flash forward to the distant year of 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next tease, Clark gets a present. Next is Lois finally meets the blur, <laughs> which <laughs> might mean something and might not mean something. <laughs> and of course, I just kept the last tease as the last tease, which is who's ready for some Christ imagery? Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. So uh, we'll see you all next time for probably the same length of an episode to talk about two episodes because there's so much. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening to We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Rick K. What? <laughs>